Welcome to Media in Minutes. This is your host, Angela Toole. This podcast features in-depth interviews with those who report on the world around us. They share everything from their favorite stories to what happened behind the lens and give us a glimpse into their world. From our studio here at Communications Redefined, this is Media in Minutes. Today, we are talking with Kate Michael. She is a writer and on-camera spokesperson who started writing about travel with a particular focus on Washington, D.C., while serving as Miss District of Columbia 2006 and competing in Miss America 2007. Currently, she works as a travel insider and editor for Pursuitist, with additional frequent bylines in various outlets on topics such as consumer news, health wellness, politics, celebrity news, and lifestyle. You can also find her showcasing consumer electronic products on QVC and BestBuy.com. Hi, Kate. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Angela, I am so excited to talk to you too. Thanks so much for having me on. Yes. You know, I wanted to start with how you started freelance writing while serving in a role that you won. Tell us more about that. So I think I came to uh, writing and reporting a little bit differently than some people. I happened upon it. Uh, I was actually working in 2006 on Capitol Hill in a legislative role. So um, I guess you could say I was writing, but I was certainly not writing under my own name. And I decided that I needed to go to grad school. And to go to grad school, I needed a scholarship. Okay. And the scholarship that I decided to try for was um, in the Miss America program. Wow. I win the Miss District of Columbia title, and we can talk about that more later, but I win the Miss Columbia title. And the very next day, I have someone start with brand new for people in 2006, right? A website about themselves. And Mm -hmm. the the person that created my website says, I added this thing that you've probably never heard of before, but I think it's going to become really big. It's called a blog. (laughs) And I think what you should do is write about what you do during your year. So that's what I did. I was writing about all of the openings I went to, all of the ribbon cuttings, all of the meetings with important people I was meeting around town. And then at the end of my year, I thought, well, no one really cares about what I'm doing anymore. I'm going to stop this. This was my record of all of the wonderful things (laughs) I got to do while I was Miss DC. But as it turns out that people were really searching for this type of content, they wanted an online lifestyle magazine, a place to find things going on around town. So they asked me to continue doing it, and I decided to continue, which then led to um, lifestyle writing in glossy magazines and community newspapers. I was writing about DC-centric content, which then even led to travel writing and talk show hosting, um, all because this person decided to add a blog on my website. How amazing. And how did you choose modeling? Did you do that when you were younger? I did not, actually. I was a, before I moved to D.C., I was a professional ballet dancer, and I danced at Disney World. Um, That seems like another lifetime ago, (laughs) but it was a natural progression from from the dancing. Right, and you competed in Miss America then? I did. Now, the whole reason I competed in Miss America was to get that scholarship for uh, grad school. I did, I did, got uh, went to uh, Johns Hopkins University and got both a, well, it was a joint MA-MBA. And maybe someday I'll go back and work on the Hill, but I'm just really enjoying being a freelance writer and reporter right now. That is so great. So were you originally from Washington, D.C.? No, um, I would say I'm originally Southern, 
Um, okay. I was born in Kentucky and I lived in Alabama and Louisiana and Georgia oh. and Florida for a while, obviously with Disney. Um, but I moved to Washington so that I could work on the Hill. That is great. And, uh, and my littlest was born in Kentucky as well, Louisville. And where were you born? I was born in Lexington, but lived in Louisville. Okay, so close around, yes. <laughs> and then I went out to Washington, D.C. area for college. So we have some, some in common there, the University of Maryland. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, D.C. is one of the best places to be. So I yes. hope you enjoyed your time there as much as I do. I love it. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about how you got to where you are today. And you are also a travel insider and editor for Pursuitist. What does that role entail? Because I was writing about D.C. and became a literal expert in all things to do around D.C., I started writing for some other travel sites about things to do in D.C. And then yeah. that kind of morphed into about things to do in general. Whenever I would travel, I'd say, well, you can write about San Francisco. You can write about Seattle. You can write about Italy. Um, yeah. And Pursuitist is a curated list of literally the best things in life, travel, technology, restaurants, luxury experiences. So um, I started writing for Pursuitist over a decade ago wow. uh, and have um, enjoyed working for them, sharing about just amazing brands, how readers can best interact with those brands. Uh, it kind of went from my DC-centric focus to just writing about the best of everything. Yeah. And in that role, writing about the brands, the best of everything, do you have to pay attention or work in affiliate marketing? Not exactly. I do not work with okay. affiliate marketing in that role. I know that there, uh, there may be some reporters that do. Um, everything that I do is purely editorial. I do reviews and lists. Obviously, we would love to make money off of those um, <laughs> right. links, um, but I'm not the one that, that makes those decisions. Okay. How would you describe the target audience of Pursuitist? Pursuitist has a luxury lifestyle audience. These are people that have aspirational travel goals that mm -hmm. have um, aspirational home decor goals um, that like the newest, best tech and gadgets. So I think Pursuitist would say they have a, an affluent and aspirational audience. So a lot of your writing focuses on travel as well, right? Yes. I love to write about travel because I love to share with people not only hotel reviews and best places to stay, working with those properties has always been fun, um, yeah. but things to do and explore and learn. It always has a little bit of an educational component, whether the reader knows it or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're fun to read, but you learn as well. <laughs> I hope so. Yes. What are some of your favorite destinations? Ooh, that's a tough mm -hmm. one. That's a really hard one. Well, I'm a Francophile. So France is always going to be one of my favorites. Um, I okay. lived in Southern France for a while. So I always enjoy writing stories about France and all of the things to do there. Um, you know, I still recount stories about adventures in Sri Lanka almost a decade mm. after I went there. And it makes you think, you know, I went there 10 years ago and now Sri Lanka is in the news again. So now people are looking for stories about Sri Lanka. So yeah. it's, a, it's an opportunity for me to, to recircle back and see some of those things again, that I'm, um, as a freelancer, you're always looking to use one trip in multiple places. So that's been right. fun and interesting. And I love exploring American national parks. And obviously I always love sharing about the best of DC. So that's a hard yeah. question, but I love yeah, everything. I know. I love exploring. <laughs> And we actually met in Indianapolis a few months ago, and you must tell everyone about the trip you were on. It was quite an adventure involving long train travel. Oh, yeah. So I, 
I do enjoy the pursuitist luxury angle, but I recognize that not all readers are able to travel by private jet or non-commercial airfare. So I wanted to do what everyone else is doing this summer, either a road trip or figure out a more economical way to see the United States. So I took a budget flight from DC to Minneapolis, got on an Amtrak train and went over 24 hours. I think it was, I think it was 24 hours. It was overnight anyway, um, all the way to North Dakota, where I then was judging the Miss North Dakota pageant, rented a car, went to South Dakota, traveled around for a while, got back on that Amtrak, uh, ended up in Milwaukee, took a bus down to you. So I did all of those things before I even got to see you um, and experience Indianapolis, which was very, very cool. It was my first time there. Incredible. How long was your trip? Two weeks total. Okay. That's great. Which is, I think, I think people are generally traveling for longer periods of time. Uh, yeah. These days, you know, you, you have the ability to work away from your desk. You can work while you're traveling. Uh, and especially if you want to see some of those parts of the United States that you hadn't had a chance to, you know, I, I knocked off five states that I hadn't visited in that one trip. And I, I predict that's the way people are traveling now. Yeah, that's amazing. What did you think of Indianapolis? I loved Indianapolis. I thought it was very interesting. I, I did a lot of walking around on foot. I kind of wanted to get on a scooter, but I'm always afraid about getting on those scooters in cities I don't know very well. Yes. Um, and they have rules like, I mean, every city is different, but Indianapolis, you cannot ride them on trails or sidewalk or anything like that. So you literally have to be just in the roads with the cars. Well, not riding them on the sidewalk is a good rule. I wish right. DC would enforce <laughs> right. that rule. So I'm happy with that one. I thought it was an excellent historical city for history buffs like me. Visiting the Benjamin Harrison presidential site was one of my absolute highlights. Yes. Um, and then, you know, everybody loves spending some time on the water. So it had everything. It was a great, it was a great place to be. Good. Any exciting travels coming up? There is always something on the horizon. I am um, looking forward to reviewing a hotel in Switzerland, hopefully at the Ooh. end of the month. And, and I am doing a story on um, places for the ultimate girls getaway. So I'll be doing that in September as well. Nice. So you are in Florida now, right? I'm in Georgia at the moment. Oh, Georgia. I never know okay. where I am. So <laughs> I'm in Georgia at the moment. So if you could live anywhere, where would you live? I ask myself this question almost daily. It's hard for me to leave DC. I've gotten to know DC on such a deeper level. Everyone thinks it's all about politics, but if you get to know the city, it's It's such amazing. It's really an amazing place. But um, if I weren't going to live in DC, I would probably pick someplace rural. I think Mm. like that's so interesting that the United States still has all of these kind of untouched, untapped areas. I could maybe live my Henry David Thoreau life, <laughs> right. write a book. I love that. Yeah. My, we have family in Tennessee and, and, in you know, rural Tennessee and went down there this, um, recently and my 10 year old daughter was like, it's so peaceful here. I love it. You know, it's kind of the, the first time she's really realizing the different, that she wouldn't have to be in a bigger city <laughs> you know, sort of thing. It's probably not, it probably doesn't make sense for someone who is as digitally focused as I am, online writing, needing the internet for everything and good upload speeds, because if I want to continue doing all of the video that I do, I'm going to need that. But I think sometimes, well, first of all, even our rural areas are, are becoming better connected, but I think sometimes you do need to have a little downtime and get back to the earth. 
Yes, I agree. What has been your proudest accomplishment so far? If you could pick one. (laughs) Anytime someone asks me that question, I always say, whatever I do next, because Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. I've never in my life would I have thought I would compete in Miss America. Never would I, you know, think I was a dancer at Disney World. All the things that I have done that I have really enjoyed, I I never would have expected to do. But I think that's um, one thing that I love so much about the life that I've created for myself as a freelance writer and vlogger. If you accept every opportunity that comes your way, you don't know what life will bring. And you could find the next career even at the age of 40 or 50, the next career right. could be right around the corner and you just, you don't even know. So the, the thing I'm most proud of is the next thing that comes along. I love that. Aside from travel, you also focus on consumer health, politics, lifestyle, and celebrity news, and I'm sure other areas. Yes. Um, you know, that's quite varied. How do you find your focus and get your story ideas? So um, I have enjoyed listening to your other media and minutes podcast hosts talk about how they get their story ideas. And I know some of them really like to have a beat and others of us enjoy that we don't have one particular beat because for me, I appreciate the challenge. I need every day to be different. And to be honest, I want to insulate myself from risk. I mean, we just saw travel, for example, was non-existent a couple of years ago. So if I was solely a travel writer, I would have really been struggling, but politics and consumer news abounded, right? So I was able to rely on those while still getting back to travel whenever it was more feasible. So you asked me how I come up with ideas and I'll admit that I do heavily rely on publicist pitches and I'm proud to have really great relationships and maintain those great relationships with publicists. Obviously, I find ideas in my everyday life, I think, as we all do, whenever something just maybe seems really interesting or even doesn't really seem quite right and you have a question about it, like that's where the story is. That's Mm, where you need to dig a little bit deeper. So when I'm telling someone about travel, it's usually finding an interesting story or helping them to figure out how they can best take that trip, have that experience, explore that area when it's about politics. Uh, it's, you know, having that nose for, for digging a little deeper and, and finding out what the real nugget of information is. When it's consumer news, I do a lot of like deals and, and hacks for shopping at certain stores. Sometimes that's just, how do I, how am I saving money at CVS? How am I right. um, finding deals at Target? So it's a mix of um, pitches from publicists and experience from me and my friends daily lives. Yeah. So being in on so many different beats, I'm sure your inbox is unmanageable. Un- un- <laughs> oh say. yeah. I <laughs> yeah. probably get a thousand pitches a day. Wow. So what but, are you know, your ti- you know, what are your tips for PR professionals that are trying to get through to you? Well, I'm not sure if I should say this is a good thing or a bad <laughs> thing, but I have noticed that, um, Publicists are getting a very smart about getting to know you via your social media. So if, mm-hmm. if I have a, although I don't always post in real time, but if I have a picture from Indianapolis, for example, they will start the pitch with, I just saw you were in Indianapolis. That looks great. Oh, right. So it, it makes you either feel like they, you know them, which you may, right. or that they want to get to know you. And that creates a relationship. And you always want to work with people that you have a relationship with. So yeah. that's, um, that's one thing that they're doing that I, I think is kind of nice. 
because it shows that they they've paid some attention to me and what I do write about what I do care about Um, on the other hand um, I think if I were going to tell publicists what would be most helpful for me because I write about so many different things putting your city where your your event or topic is located would be so helpful because I get so many pitches asking me to write about or attend an event. Yeah. And I don't know where I'm and going to be that week. it doesn't say where? It doesn't always say where. So please wow. don't assume right. that just because I wrote about Chicago once, I live there. <laughs> right. Please tell me where your pitch is located. Great. Great, great tip there <laughs> for sure. What sort of things are you working on currently? Oh, well, uh, aside from catching up on all of those travel pieces, yes. uh, which there are many after that long trip I was telling you about, um, I just started a partnership with a, I want to describe it as like a video content travel search engine, which okay. I'm pretty excited about. I've been involved in a lot of energy and environment pieces for a political site um, called Well News that I write for. So I'm always looking for energy and environment pieces. Okay. Uh, and always searching for deals and hacks to share on that um, consumer news site. Um, it's called Fetch, if you are interested in that one. I work for Fetch's blog. Okay. Um, so I'm always looking for story ideas on just about every angle, to be honest. So before we go, I must ask about how you showcase consumer electronics products on QVC and BestBuy.com. Tell us more about that. Oh, well, you know, I started doing many of the internal training videos for Best Buy over a decade ago. So if you ever worked at Best Buy and you had to learn how to sell something, (laughs) it was probably me in that blue shirt teaching you how to sell it. But since then, um, they've they've used a lot of uh, similar videos on their site, sometimes explaining the products. And if you watch QVC, you may just catch me live selling gadgets for clients. They like to call me their gadget guru, which I love. Yeah. How does that work? Does the, do you work directly with QVC or does the client brand contact you or how does, how does that work? Yeah. So I'm actually a client guest host. So I do not work for QVC. I work for the products that will be sold on QVC as a product expert. So I have to know everything about all of the products and be able to share how they work, why they're wonderful and why um, the QVC viewer needs them in their life. Okay. I have to, to use them and know how they work and everything before okay. I can sell them. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely not, um, it, it's almost like doing a product review for pursuit. Yeah. I have to, I have to know about it and know what its best features are. How much fun. This is a bit of a more salesy role, I guess, than reporting, but yeah. it all kind of comes back to the same place. If you think about how everything, I mean, even you're, you can buy a product straight off of an Instagram link or straight off of a YouTube link or pretty soon from your Hulu, just by clicking a button. Um, I feel like the whole shoppable experience is kind of coming full circle. So um, as long as we maintain our integrity and selling or sharing about products that, that we think are wonderful, then it all kind of comes full circle. Yeah. And I love all the variety in what you do. I couldn't, I mean, I need every day to be different. Yeah. I think that's one thing I've learned about myself as I've gone through life. I need, I need to continue learning and exploring and is having something different every day. That's, that's wonderful. So how can listeners connect with you online? So I go by K Street Kate on all of my social media. K Street is a street that runs through DC. I like to say uh-huh. K Street runs all the way through DC and so do I. 
Um, we'll be seeing more now. So um, Faith Street Kate on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, on TikTok, just about everything. We can watch QVC. Absolutely. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Angela. It was really lovely to chat with you. That's all for this episode of Media and Minutes, a podcast by Communications Redefined. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. We'd love to hear what you think. You can find more at communicationsredefined.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Angela Toole. Talk to you next time. Music.